Welcome to this C. Jason podcast on how to write a good scientific manuscript review. I'm Mitch Rosner from the University of Virginia and editor-at-large for C. Jason. I'm joined by <coughs> Michelle Chanchol from the University of Colorado and Ian DeBoer from the University of Washington, the deputy editors of C. Jason. In addition to our roles as editors, we've also functioned as reviewers and authors for many scientific papers. Thanks, Mitch. This is Ian DeBoer. The goal of this podcast is to provide some detailed guidance on how to evaluate manuscripts for scientific journals. We focus on manuscripts reporting original research. We aim to speak to new reviewers, particularly those enrolled in our new nephrology training reviewer program, but we hope there is a pearl or two even for seasoned reviewers. Most elements of peer review are common to most journals. We'll emphasize commonalities to the approach and also provide specific applications for CJASM. Michelle? Peer review is important. We greatly appreciate the time volunteered by reviewers to make this process fair and rigorous, and we think that most authors appreciate this too. We hope you have already listened to our podcast on the Insider's Roadmap to Peer Review of Scientific Manuscripts, where we describe in detail the peer review review process. Let's start with the goals of reviewing a scientific manuscript for a journal. Broadly speaking, there are two. One is to help determine whether a manuscript should be moved forward to our eventual acceptance at the journal at which it is under, or whether it should be rejected, unfortunately. Another is to identify areas of improvement for the manuscript, whether it moves forward at the journal or the authors next submitted elsewhere. These are the goals of the whole process. Each individual reviewer works towards informing those goals, which are also addressed by other reviewers and the journal editors as well. What are the criteria for this judgment? To our thinking, there are at least four criteria that need to be evaluated when reviewing any scientific manuscript. First, would the question addressed in the manuscript advance research or clinical care? It may seem obvious, but there is a spectrum of applicability of papers that we and all journals evaluate. At Jason, we are specifically looking for research that impacts clinical care immediately or has the potential to impact clinical care in the foreseeable foreseeable future, or that will ultimately lead to improved clinical care and outcomes. Second is a study novel. Not all scientific reports have to be first. There's often great value to confirmation and extension of published data, but they must add to the published literature. Third, are the results externally valid? To be useful, results must apply to a discernible and relevant population beyond participants in the study. Fourth, are the results internally valid? It is critical that sources of bias be identified and addressed, and that the study method analysis support the conclusion of the authors. Each manuscript is unique, and each of these criteria may be more or less of a focus of any given manuscript. In the end, at CJSON, we constantly ask ourselves, will this paper move the field forward? When I review a paper, I do it with two minds. One mind is open, trying to understand the perspective of the authors and their enthusiasm for the research they've performed. The other mind is critical, asking whether the paper is meeting the criteria above to address the goals of review. Often this takes multiple reads. I prefer the old-fashioned approach of reading paper copies with a pen in hand, marking critical strengths, weaknesses, and questions as I go. 
It's okay to involve others in reviewing a manuscript, so long as their involvement and any potential conflicts are disclosed to journal editors. In the end, I develop a list of major concerns, often related to the review criteria we described earlier, and a list of minor concerns, often more specific ideas that I think would make the manuscript better. When writing one's reviews of a scientific manuscript, there are two relevant audiences. The first is the group of editors who will be making a decision regarding the manuscript, and the second are the authors who will need to respond to the reviews or use them to improve their manuscript for another journal. There are many ways to fashion a good review, as long as the review clearly articulates the reviewer's opinions as well as the rationale. One particularly useful approach has three basic elements, a summary of impact, a list of major concerns, and a list of minor concerns. A summary of impact is a brief paragraph that summarizes the main strength and weakness of a paper, the reviewer's opinion as to whether it should move forward at the journal to which it was submitted, and the major factors that drive that opinion. Sometimes reviewers include such opinions only in confidential notes to editors, but it's generally useful to authors to receive this feedback as well. A single sentence may summarize a study, but a detailed description of the study and its finding is not needed. The editors and authors would not be doing their job if they did not know this already. A list of major concerns should address any weaknesses that jeopardize importance, novelty, external validity, or internal validity and factor heavily in the reviewer's thinking about the manuscript. Major concerns may be addressable with additional data or analyses, particularly for manuscripts that are recommended to move forward with revisions. Or, major concerns may not be easily addressed, particularly for manuscripts that are recommended for rejection. Minor concerns are those that are easily fixable or changes that could be made to improve the manuscript but don't factor heavily into decision-making regarding acceptance or rejection. In addition to this narrative review, <coughs> reviewers are asked to recommend a decision on the manuscript. At CJSON, the options are to accept the paper, request minor revisions, request major revisions, and to reject. Rarely are original <coughs> research papers accepted on initial submission. Papers for which only minor revisions are requested are very strong papers without major flaws that predominantly require small changes and enhancements. Papers for which major revisions are requested are very strong papers addressing important topics with good methods, but which with substantial changes are needed or clarifications are needed to ensure rigor and perhaps better readability. Papers for which accept, request minor revisions, request major revisions are recommended should be papers that will move the field forward, or they are anticipated to move the field forward if suitably revised. A recommendation of reject should be made for manuscripts that do not meet that high bar. Reviewers are also given the opportunity to make author-blind comments to journal editors. This can be very useful to emphasize the major factor driving a reviewer's judgment. It is also the place to put any concerns regarding potential ethical misconduct or other sensitive matters and to disclose conflicts of interest that have not precluded review in the first place. Reviewers are selected for expertise in their field, and editors appreciate when they make clear observations and recommendations. So your review should articulate your opinion of the manuscript. Your evaluations may or may not align with those of other reviewers due to differences in perspectives and priorities, and that's fine. 
Often, associate editors will be purposefully looking for diverse perspectives when they solicit reviews. In the end, your observations and recommendations are collated with those of other reviewers and the editor's own impressions. At CJASN, promising manuscripts are also discussed with the full group of associate editors, the deputy editors, and the editor-in-chief on a weekly conference call. We hope that you find this information useful and that this <coughs> helps you in order to write a good scientific manuscript review. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.